we gonna win? They're the longest partnership in tonight's competition, but will they be the fastest? Police canines like Falco are in and out of cars every day, and that translates to lightning speed. From A&E Network comes America's Top Dog, a canine competition where police dogs compete for a $10,000 prize. And joining me right now is host of America's Top Dog, Kurt Menefee. Now, Kurt, rumor has it you've gone to the dogs. <laughs> yes, I have, and I'm very happy to be here. Uh, yeah, the show America's Top Dog, it's a dog competition show. Basically, I tell people, is Ninja Warriors with dogs. Uh, dogs competing over uh, obstacle courses, uh, jumping fences, swimming through uh, pools. Uh, detecting different scents. That's something that humans don't do. Um, but it, it's really a fun show to watch. And I think the big connection for a lot of people is that, you know, four of the five dogs that start each episode are law enforcement uh, dogs, police canines from around the country. And one is from the show Live PD, which airs on A&E. And a lot of people are familiar with those dogs already. They know the handlers, the police officers. So you get to see some dogs you know compete against other law enforcement dogs from around the country. And then there's one civilian underdog, which is basically like a family pet. You know, it could be any variety, uh, any breed. And we've got pointers, we've got uh, border collies, um, we've got a shorty bulldog. And they all compete over these timed obstacles to see which one is the top dog and eventually at the end of the season, America's top dog. So it's fun to watch and it's just a fun environment for everybody to see these dogs having a good time. Now, Kurt, are these canine contestants, are they invited to appear on the show? They, the, at least this first season in particular, uh, they were invited. I mean, obviously, we take the, the dogs off of the live PD show that are familiar with a lot of people. Uh, and then from law enforcement agencies around the country, they have dog competitions all the time um, in different areas and different regions of, uh, of the country. So a lot of these dogs have competed in obstacle course events prior to being on the show. So I think some of them have been submitted, you know, uh, by the police departments to be on the show. Some were sought out. Uh, and it's kind of the same thing with some of the civilian dogs as well. It's a good mix. In addition to displaying their incredible talents during this competition, there's some serious prize money at stake too. Yeah, each episode, the winning team, meaning the dog and the handler, get $10,000. Uh, along with $5,000 donated to the animal charity of their choice. And then at the end of the season, there's $25,000 that goes to the winner along with the animal charity donation. So I think that's an important part of it because you get to see the benefit directly to the winning team. And in a lot of cases, when it's you know, a police department, it goes to within the department to do something to help out uh, uh, the canine units there as well. But also people that aren't even directly involved in the show get a donation to help out a local animal charity, or in a lot of cases, I'll say it that way, local animal charity, because it's up to them where they donate the money. So I, I think that's a really important aspect of it. But I also think one of the great things I love about the show is it gives people a chance, particularly with the dogs from law enforcement agencies, from police departments, from sheriff's departments, to see them in a different environment. Because whenever we see a dog on TV, even if it's live PD or, or you know, your local news, it's a dog in a high-stress situation. You know, they're out chasing a bad guy or they're trying to find a, a lost grandmother or something. And you always see this dog on high alert. And a lot of people, I think, have a fear built up because they see these dogs chasing people all the time. Well, when they get off of work, they're like us. You know, they go to their work shift. Then they get home and they like to swim in the pool. They like to chase balls. They like to chase Frisbees. And we show that element of, of the dogs in their family life at, at home as well. They play with the kids. They are normal pets because all of these police officers take the dogs home after work and they are their dogs, so they're not just their working partners. They're a big part of their lives, and I think it gives people a chance to kind of see them in a different element than we're used to. 
Now, most people don't realize that these dogs are considered actual police officers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're police officers and they're partners. I mean, they're partners in every aspect. And, uh, you know, when you watch the show, you get that. You can see the working relationship between the human and the dog. Uh, and it's not just, hey, go out there and find this guy or go out here and, and bring this back. You know, they work hand in hand because as they go along the course, you know, they have to climb stairs, they have to get in the pool, they have to do all these things, and they have to do it together because it's a timed event. So uh, each, the handler, human, and the dog have to start, finish at the same time, and you can see the bond between the two, and that applies when they're out in the working field as police officers and, and a police dog. You can see, it because that's how the course is kind of built. A lot of things that you would do in the field, you know, sometimes you're chasing a suspect and a dog has to jump a fence. Well, as part of that, we have them jump fences, you know, in part of the competition at different levels and, and, and try and do it in a timed manner. What I think is really cool about America's Top Dog is that there are all kinds of breeds competing in this competition. Yeah, no, it is. And I, I, you see that throughout the show uh, because I think most people just think of German Shepherds or Belgian Malinois. And that is the majority. But you do see a lot of different types. I think we had a Doberman that was a police dog. So other dogs that people don't really think of as police dogs. And also, I, I talk about opening the, the door behind these police dogs and realizing they have a home life. I don't know if people also realize that a number of police dogs are also rescued at, at a, a young age, you know, when they're puppies because they have to be trained to be police dogs. But not all are, are bred or, or bought, if you will, to be specifically police dogs. Some are brought from shelters here in the States and other parts of the world and then trained at a very young age to be police officers. So I, I think that's an element that kind of reminds people that, you know, you can find the best at maybe your local rescue shelter. And if you are willing to put in the work and the training, you can teach them to do anything. Well, Kurt, I'm a big supporter of our local police department. Uh, I love Live PD. I'm a huge mega fan, Live PD Nation. And uh, I can't wait to watch the rest of this competition. It's a perfect show for you then. Thanks for talking to me, Kurt. And make sure you come visit us in Las Vegas real soon. I will see you the next time I visit my in-laws. <laughs> Take care. And look at him race across the rope bridge. <laughs> this dog is definitely confident. Splashdown could be a problem. Sounds like he's anxious. Oh no! Will the splashdown torpedo Falco's great run? America's top dog. You can catch America's top dog on the AE network. And for more reviews and interviews, just surf on over to my website at VegasFromCritic.com. I'm Jeffrey K. Howard in Las Vegas. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you next time.